the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to stay up late. Good morning. Good morning to you. This is WPTF Radio, Raleigh, North Carolina, and I'm Reese Edwards. Hello, everybody. Atlantic Coast Conference Tournament Basketball is on the air. This is Wally Osley. This is Bill Jackson speaking. Hello, everybody. Welcome now to Sportsline. Gary Dornberg with you. I'm Tony Rixby, WPTF News. Hello, this is Charles Carroll, CBS News, on WPTF in Raleigh. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Carolina Newsmakers. I'm Don Curtis. Hello, friends. This is Bill Friday. WPTF in Raleigh. I'm Rufus Adbiston on the Weekend Gardener. Now, here is your moderator, Tom Campbell. Thanks for watching this week's NC Spin. Now, here is Kay Kaiser. Hi, yo. Well, that's good. This is Art Devine. This is Robert St. John in the NBC Newsroom in New York. The Monitor Edition of News of the World. Debnam views the news. And now, here is Mr. Debnam. Good afternoon, everyone. Yours truly, Sam Beard, and Jim Reed, and Carl Gert. Thank you, Sam, and greetings to all of our listeners. This is Harry Presley, WPTF in Raleigh, North Carolina. Wayne Ed is standing by now with a check of the latest news. WPTF News presents Regional Report, a digest of late happenings throughout the area. This is Bill Ellis. This is Jimmy Capps. With a nocturne, we send as our best. This is Bill Hope. This is Warren Barfield with Kingdom Scott at the organ and a program of Familiar Carol. Good morning, this is Phil Franklin. And this is J.C. Knowles with the North Carolina Collection on WPTF. I'm Mike Blackman, WPTF News. This is Robert Hager, WPTF News. This is Bob Farrington. Good morning, everybody. Charlie Gaddy here with Ask Your Neighbor. Mario Dell here. Fess Parker, our guest this morning here at News Talk 680. Well, Jack Boston, that was a great introduction. Hey, everyone, great to have you with us. This is North Carolina's Morning News. I'm Brian Freeman on WPTF. Hello, I'm your friend Bart Rittner. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Bob Butler Show. And this is Ned Champion reporting. And here is Carl Venters. WPTF is the voice that shares with its neighbors what it's like to be living the life of Raw. This is Charles Osgood wishing Mike Rayleigh and Ann Clapp congratulations on the anniversary of WPTF's Weekend Gardener Program. This is Donna Mason on 680 WPTF. And I'm Dick Stork in the WPTF Record Vault. Good morning to you. Johnny Hood on the Southern Farm Network. Well, howdy, everybody. I'm Hap Hanson. I'm Marlon Bowling reporting. I'm Ann Clapp. And this is a Tar Heel Gardener saying, keep them growing. Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF uh, with uh, the Weekend Gardener. All those people, part of this uh, station, one way or the other, over uh, the last almost 100 years, we'll be 100 years old in, um, in two years. In ni- uh, 1924 is when uh, WPTF went on the air. So, it, so that makes, I've been here almost half the time, just about half the time that the station's been on the air. This is my 47th year. Wow, here. that's amazing. Yeah. You must really like the radio. Well, I <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> Tom just flies when you're having fun. I was going to do TV, but I didn't like TV very much. It wasn't as much fun, for one thing. So, Some of the folks did leave here and go to TV, like Charlie Gaddy, you know, for instance, and um, Robert Hager, who was with NBC for, for many, many years. He worked here back in the 60s and was on NBC for forever. Yeah, a lot of people moved to TV, but I didn't. I never liked it that much. It's too too much 
rehearsal to you know you can't you can't be free to to do what you want like we do on this show for instance you can't so if, pick your nose <laughs> well, then, well you could then there's that <laughs> then there's that yeah so yeah be so cognizant of everything keep, hey keep the birds for you were talking about uh, you don't listen to the show you listen to the birds so keep uh, feeding the birds and our friends at wild birds unlimited and raleigh and carrie have given us a bird feeder with a cranberry seed cylinder and 25 pounds of their famous no mess bird seed and you have a chance to win it uh, by going to our contest tab at wptf.com that's contest tab at wptf.com thanks to the folks at wild birds unlimited 919-860-9783 919-860-WPTEF mike rayley here uh, miss claps off today and uh, brother rufus is with us we also have uh, mark bumgardner from the cooperative extension service in uh, orange county and Dr. Janelle Olitz is uh, one of Durham's ag agents. And uh, we, uh, we also have Gerald Storms, who is with Wyatt Quarles, one of the, the great names in, um, that should be in, in some type of, uh, of uh, thing that we just heard. You know, uh, all these historic figures, uh, the Wyatts and the Quarles getting together. It couldn't have been better. It really couldn't. And we're glad to have you Thank here. and glad to hear my voice on there next time I hear it. All right. <laughs> we'll do that. <laughs> And uh, I, I th- what you got to be one of the oldest uh, sponsors of this show too. For I mean, it goes way back. So we we appreciate that so much. Uh, you, uh, Doctor, and um, Mark, y'all were talking about uh, a vegetable class that you've got coming up. Yeah. Yes, it's we're working on it together. Um, uh, 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 Janelle has uh, is or in Durham. We've been doing the uh, North Carolina Farm School, North Central Farm School, for the last four years in our area. Um, And right now, we recognize there's kind of been a gap between the farm school, those people that uh, are actually writing a business plan to become farmers, um, and the how-to. They they know the business side of it now um, when they graduate from farm school, but the thing that they don't have uh, is they don't have a, a working knowledge. So, Production knowledge yeah, of exactly. uh, when to plant it, how to fertilize it, how to irrigate it, what type of soil it likes, things like that. It's really important for their success. And so we're trying to do a stopgap, and, and we designed a, a class, that uh, two virtual classes, uh, and a hands-on workday. And so the, uh, the classes are the classes uh, the 30th of March, is the first one coming up, and then the 27th of April, and those are online. And then the, the field day will be the 21st of May. And I know that uh, um, uh, Janelle has uh, gone out and created a, a, a website uh, on Eventbrite, set it up on Eventbrite. Um, and if you're interested, you can go. Uh, I assume you all have it listed on your Durham County website. Yes, under events on uh, our Durham County Cooperative Extension website, and on that you would find the link to the event right to register. Uh, We've it, also got it got it on Orange County as well, so you can can go to our website as well and find uh, a link to to get to register as well. Yeah, there, we're going to have four topics of, of main topics that we will cover, but we will also entertain questions if they're beyond that. So we're going to talk about soils, the best type of soils, soils in this region, which are really important for success. 
talk about integrated pest management. So that's really kind of a more than just identifying the insect. It's using cultural practices, biological or chemical to manage the insects, knowing when you need to treat and when you should just leave those insects alone about their happy little business. Uh, we're going to talk about irrigation systems, how to set those up. And then we're also going to talk about just what it is that you want to grow, how to figure that out. Um, figure out the types of vegetables and how to market them and, and understanding your market. So those are the main things. And on the field day, you're going to do hands-on. We're going to scout for insects. We're going to learn how to do that. You actually climb into a soil pit and look at the different horizons on soils. Um, we're going to set up a, a irrigation system, and we're also going to talk about um, uh, tractors, uh, hand tractors, um, a BCS, most people. People don't know what it's like a tiller, but it has multiple power heads. And so we'll demonstrate that and um, show you some advantages and some disadvantages and, and just some of the uh, capabilities that a hand tractor has uh, for a smaller garden. So that's going to be very, very exciting. So, um, yeah. And then in Durham County, uh, my colleague uh, Ashley Troth and the Master Gardeners there, the Master Gardener volunteers, have a backyard treasure plant sale coming up. That will actually be on April 9th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. It will be at the Durham County Cooperative Extension, and the address is 721 Foster Street. There will be a variety of perennials, vegetables, herbs, trees, shrubs, houseplants, from natives to traditional pass-alongs um, and old-time favorites, um, and some harder-to-find gems. So, And all those proceeds go to support the um, Extension Master Gardener program of Durham County, which really helps the next generation of gardeners get up to that next level and be able to then help the community members with their questions. And Ashley, you need to be on the show sometime. Yes. You need to, to come with Janelle. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Ashley, yeah. well, we'll drag And you here. might like it. You yeah. might enjoy it. <laughs> well, we've also got a couple things going on um, this week, starting this week, uh, T tomorrow, Creek Week in Orange County. Is that where everybody jumps in the creek? That's right. Well, it's kind of a cleanup of the creek and uh, and pick up and learn about. So uh, it starts, uh, the Master Gardeners are starting at uh, 1.30 tomorrow at Gold Park. Uh, they've got a pollinator garden there. Um, they'll they'll also have, bring your questions. Bring your, if you've got uh, something that you're trying to figure out, um, you know, a disease or what it is or a problem with some homeowner's plants or something, bring a sample with you. Um, we're going to have a help desk there as well as people talking about native plants and pollinator uh, type of plants. Um, and then throughout the week, there's different activities that are going on uh, throughout Orange County. Um, for example, Soil and Water, I'm working with them on Friday uh, to, to go clean up uh, different uh, areas of, of certain creeks. Um, picking up trash and looking for invasives along the creek beds and just uh, that kind of activities. But it sounds like a lot of fun. It's the whole week long. Yeah, and it's called Creek yeah. Week. Um, we also have a, um, uh, a a plant sale scheduled for October eighth uh, at our new facility. So it's a long ways out. So so uh, save the date, put it on put your on calendar. calendar, October the eighth. It's called Plant Fest is what we're, we're uh, tagging it as, Plant Fest. Um, and then the last, uh, our Master Gardeners are also having a training program that is starting in September. Uh, we're taking applications now. So if you go to our website and are interested in, in a Master Gardener program, um, pull the, uh, the applications are available online. Just go and look for Master Gardeners. Uh, I think it's called Updated Master Gardener Training Program 2022. 
Um, and then the last thing I wanted to just uh, shout out is we've started a new pilot program called uh, Seed Saver, or it's a seed library where we're giving away free seeds uh, there at our office. Uh, a lot of the community gardens are getting free seed from us, but uh, um, we're also giving it away to people who come into the office. You can take up to five packets of seeds uh, that have been um, packaged uh, for home consumption. Um, and they may be seeds that, that have a lower germination rate that have been donated uh, and then repackaged, and then um, they're available for the homeowner. Just pick up a couple seeds, and you can try something new. If you've never grown, for example, arugula, uh, you know, you can, can get arugula or carrots or radishes or turnips. I mean, there's so many out there. They've just restocked it. Uh, uh, the, I think it was Thursday or Friday this week they restocked our our seeds and so come on out and get some seeds all right and um I, we have one other thing in durham is that um as a soil scientist super interested in soil health and i have a soil health and regenerative agriculture series that you can join on um it's always on generally the third tuesday at night um it's recorded so if you register and you can't make it because you're eating dinner it's okay you'll get the recording afterwards very good cool all right thanks for that uh the whip's been waiting whip thanks for your patience my friend good morning Lash, are you still there? Well, you know, he said to heck with us. <laughs> Whip, are you there? Well, it still indicates that he's he's there. For some reason, we can't can't hear him. All right, nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. You can check that out. Is uh, can he can he hear us? Okay, he's gone. Whip, we're sorry about that. Uh, Dave, David is in North Raleigh. David? Uh, Good morning, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, How can we help you? I'm calling with a reminder and two questions. Uh, I'm the one who plants green beans on St. Patrick's Day, so you can pick green beans at the end of May. You know, I saw a leprechaun. No lie, I saw a leprechaun. He was kind of tall, but uh, I saw a leprechaun in the hall. I think. Did everybody else see him? Yeah, I did. It? Okay. I did. All right. <laughs> so, uh, remind everybody to get their soil ready or their containers ready for planting green beans. Uh, a veteran uh, of mine told me about that, and I had a World War II veteran the other day, Mr. Quincy, who told me to plant potatoes on St. Patrick's Day. That sounds like a great idea. Potatoes. I'd have new potatoes to go with those green beans. The Irish are a little sensitive about their potatoes, so it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, my questions are, when is a good time to plug zoysia grass? And the second question is, I've got some ornamental grasses that I have not cut back yet. Is it time to do that or too late? Well, you know, some of the, like um, Liriope, for instance, uh, if you have to check to see if the new growth has come up before you get rid of, of what's underneath. Uh, the ornamental grasses, many of them have already been cut back that I see. Now, I think you could probably get away with that okay. Uh, be careful about the Liriope or Mondo grass, uh, the, the tall Mondo grass. Yeah, I cut my zebra grass back yesterday. There was no no new green growth yet. Yeah. But it, wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt if there's still a little under there. The worst thing I've seen are some of these people that let wild grass grow, and you have this mixture of greenery and old stuff up 20, 
five feet in the air. Right. Looks like a haystack. It's not, it's like not a bad haircut. Right. Yeah. Like a bad haircut. Uh, well, Zoysia, the the plugs, anything dealing with a warm season grass, I'd, I'd wait until late May, early June, especially, uh, Gerald, the seeds. And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, those warm season um, grasses. We don't sell plugs, but uh, but with the warm season grasses, um, absolutely. That soil temperature is going to be key, um, not necessarily – um, outside temperature, but your soil temperature going to be uh, key to getting those roots started um, vigorously to start with. So, um, and good luck. Okay. Yeah, and I, I will just mention. Um, didn't know this was going to come up, but um, zoysia seed is very, um, very hard to come by this year. So, um, anybody looking to do the zoysia seed, you may want to go ahead and um, be looking for that now instead of waiting. I know it's too early to plant it, but. You may want to get your hands on it. Um, there's a little bit out there, but um, you have to be patient to, with zoysia it, seed, it, it, anyway. It, yep, ab- absolutely. Because it takes a while to germinate. So right. centipede is the same way. So what? How? When you're plugging, how how are you planning to do that? You get? Are you cutting two inch plugs, or how how big of plugs are you plugging? Or, or well, I have not ever done it before, but I've got some areas beside my driveway that have washed, and I've filled back in with dirt and i just wanted to come in and put some plugs yeah down the side that's that's a um, a little shorter process than certainly dealing with the seed and clap right. did it that way and she had had some fescue it was a very small area that she was dealing with but yeah, yeah you just kind of have to once you do it you've got to start thinking zoysia rather than fescue or whatever you have have there uh, you've got to to make sure that it's you're making that happy and and following a plan that that you know the for the zoysia uh, a calendar for the zoysia rather than the fescue and by the way you can find those uh, turf files uh is uh, from the extension service and that's and you can also get a copy of carolina lawns on there the garden calendars for for all of the major grasses like that, and uh, it's it's and the plant toolbox is uh, I want to mention that that's a great source for for any homeowner. Okay, well, thank you very much for the information, and happy St. Patrick's Day to everyone. All right, get out there. Thank you. If it's not muddy, plant those potatoes, David. Mm-hmm. All right, <laughs> all I, right. I want to ask Janelle a question here. I I have grew up on a farm. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we always till the soil over. Mm-hmm. Is a lot of the non-tilling going on now? Where do people just plug a hole in the ground, don't don't turn it over? I've, I've heard so many different conflicting stories about till or don't till. I think it's, no-till? I think it's, it depends on how much you're tilling, certainly yeah. for you know, what you're doing. hundreds you of acres. You, 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 can, you can till it or... or prepare the soil bed for what it is that you're doing but if you try to turn it into this soft fluffy soil with that rototiller going back over it and over it and over it it is really disturbing the soil microbial community that's the living organisms that are in the soil and those are what allow the release of nutrients they decompose organic matter and are slowly releasing the nutrients to your plants if you disturb that, then you're disturbing the one insurance policy you have for the fertility that is stored in your soil. 
because um, it's that microbial community and water that allow for nutrients to be available. So don't go over and over again to make Correct. it like it looks like a, yeah. a lemon pie. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, especially if you have a high clay soil because the minute it rains, it's going to just seal over and then you're going to lose half your topsoil with a rainstorm if you have any grade whatsoever. Yeah, we don't we don't have soil like they do down in Pender County with that uh, rich soil where they grow, grow blueberries. and. Rufus, I just recently bought a, uh, um, a broad fork. You know, it's a two-handled 24-inch uh, bar. And you step on it, and then you just pull it, rock it back and forth a little bit, and it's it breaks workout. up the soil. I'm not familiar with that. It's called a broad fork. Um, I can show you a picture of it, but uh, I use it for my garden. And what I didn't realize is that when you till it, you open up the seed bed, and and basically all those weed seeds that 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 had not germinated before, oh, you've right. now just opened it up, and and they will grow like crazy. Weeds so, need 10 seconds of light to germinate. So unless you're tilling at night <laughs> yeah, uh, with, or with a red light, you want to ensure you, every time you try to till to manage weeds, all you do is Stir create more. a more a worse yeah. problem. And so that broad well, I wish you had told my daddy that <laughs> way back there when well, I was growing you up. You probably had the hoe, didn't you? Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> So it's, it's a broad fork. It's, how it's how available fork. is that? Oh, they're they're oh, yeah. they're not they're not hard to find. Uh-huh. Um, you just normally they're just so big they're wide. Yeah. And so you won't see them at play at these big box stores, but you can order them from the big box stores. Matter of fact, I think that's where I got mine was uh, I ordered it online from from one of those big box stores, and it's just a, a fork that's got this this the spine the spines are about. Uh, about six or eight inches apart, and it's a wedge shape, and so you step out on it, and you just rock it back and forth, you know, um, and uh, it it just it aerates it, gets air all the way down to the to six eight inches deep uh, in the soil, and it doesn't open up and scarify the top layer, and so my soil is light and fluffy, but it's uh, it's not been dis- it's not been turned over and and open up that uh, seedbed. Very good. Well, I, I think that, that most people, even folks like me that grew up on the farm, have never heard it put that way because the deal was go down there about eight inches deep and turn her over, get her smooth. Yeah, the the yeah. organisms will do all that for you, and they'll incorporate that. The worms, you'll have other uh, larger organisms that'll do that for you you don't need to till the soil now if you have a new garden on a space where if you did a soil test and your ph and you have high acid soil then you do need to till in some lime because that lime if you put it on the top of the soil it will not move down through the soil profile will not move in so in that case if you're really prepping for a new garden and you need that ph to be closer to a six or 6.5 then you would apply your lime and you would till it in so it gets in that six So even if you put down, you put down lime, uh, the powdered lime, it still is not going to sink down in there. Yeah, experiments have shown that it'll, it moves very slowly through the soil. Okay. We'll talk more about this. Take Kathy and Jennifer's calls coming up on The Weekend Gardener. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, we're back at WPTF. You know, keep uh, feeding the birds. Our friends at Wild Birds Unlimited in Raleigh and Cary have given us a, 
bird feeder with cranberry seed you cylinder, twenty five pounds of their famous no mess yeah, bird seed. You have a chance to win it all by going on the contest tab at WPTF.com. That's the contest tab at WPTF.com. Thanks to our friends at Wild Birds Unlimited. Kathy is in Durham. Kathy, good morning. You're on WPTF. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, ma'am. Um, I've had these tiny little brown spots on my vehicle and on one of my windows. I thought it was from little bugs and was recently told that it was um, artillery or shotgun fungus or spores coming from my mulch. I thought you were going to say pellets. I was going <laughs> to go in a different no. direction. No. Um, I wonder if there is there an alternative. I've traditionally been putting down like a red oak mulch, um, but I was told that probably my best alternative was to go with either rubber mulch or um, stone. Well, I, you know, my experience is, is all that is is, um, you know, it's it's decomposing. Uh, you know, it's it's setting an environment right now uh, that's conducive um, to those uh, to those spores. And and I've I've seen it exactly what you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. But uh, putting down a mulch, I, I don't know. I, I a rubber mulch to me that just it's I guess what you, what you prefer, yeah. you know, to put mm-hmm. put down stones, pulling it up, and so that uh, those spores are not, uh, you know, exploding or shooting, uh, you know, the cannon spores or um, blasting. It's just a, a form of them spreading their seeds basically to other areas. Exactly. Right, it, yeah. it Jennifer. I mean uh, Janelle. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about Jennifer is on is next. <laughs> Right, it's a J. Yeah, it's a J. That's that's all. It's important. So, well, uh, Janelle, you you want to weigh in on this? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not for putting something down that's rubber or or not a natural uh, thing product. I mean, stones are are good. I think grass and things. If you're hoping that mulch is going to reduce your weeds, I don't think it works quite as well. But um, I believe that fungus is uh, called palabolus, if I recall, and uh, that isn't going to harm your car too much. We can get it off and wash it off, but um, that or, or that mulch really feeds the soil that feeds the plants, and so it does a lot of good. E- uh, perhaps um, maybe stir it up a little bit, and it, it won't. Okay. Is, is there a, a natural mulch that perhaps might not have this? Fungus? Yeah, probably pine needles. Yeah, pine straw. Yep. Yeah, pine, pine straw. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I will check into that. I appreciate it. You're, You're very welcome. welcome. I know Phil Campbell, uh, Kathy's in Durham, though, but uh, Phil Campbell always has the best pine straw that she sells. Uh, big bales, and they, they come. They're, the guy who brings them up from the sand hills is very meticulous about it, so it's always. Yeah, they're long leaf. Always a a good buy. Okay. So, uh, yeah, thank you for calling. Sure thing. All right. uh, Which is better for a blueberry bush in the ground or a large pot? And they have uh, this is Lynn, and she has a top hat variety from Southern States. I assume that's the one in Carborough. Perhaps. It's really going to depend on the soil. If you have heavy clay soil, and you can't make a nice mound up, and then you would want to mix in some bark mulch, pine bark mulch, not hardwood, but you'd want pine bark 
um, just the pine bark, but not the part of the inner tree. And that will help if you want to plant it in the ground. But they do not like having wet feet, but they have very shallow root systems and they need plenty of water. So if you were to put it in a pot, going to need some irrigation or water in that thing when it gets hot. Um, and a black-sided pot probably would not be beneficial because those roots would get really hot in the summertime. So I would go for putting it into the ground, but just preparing that. Um, and there are some great resources on NC State. If you just Google NC State Cooperative Extension and then how to plant a blueberry bush. There's some really good resources there. Brufus, you have blueberry. You have blueberry bushes, don't you? Uh, no more because I didn't plant enough for the birds. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh yeah, they, they do like them. That is a that is a problem. How do you how do you prevent the birds, or you share with the birds, or I assume you have blueberry bushes. I do have a few, but they are um, being from New England. I'm familiar with the northern high bush, so that is what I had purchased and planted. So I need enough cold hours in winter to get some mm. of mine. I'm hoping though, because those northern blueberry bushes haven't budded out at all yet. So I may be lucky with this cold snap we're getting tonight. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah. Last year, uh, well, two years ago, I, I created a netting system. I just uh, I'd gotten some poles and, and took zip ties and created a frame around my blueberries. Um, and then I put a, a draped net across, and, and that did really well. Um, but last year I said, ah, that's, that's a lot of trouble, <laughs> especially. And, and so I actually had three or four different uh, shrubs, and I said, well, I'm just, instead of doing that, I'm just going to go pick them um, before the birds get them. And so I was very, oh, yeah, it did very, very well. Um, I was able to get quite a few blueberries without uh, – how did you know when to pl- to pick them before the birds well, got they're them? They were tasty. <laughs> oh, okay. So you you went out and tested every day and to uh, yeah, see I, if, I, every day I was out in the I'm morning sure you... in the morning before oh, uh, the, the birds were out. Yeah, yep. yeah. I, and I would go and I'd pick the pick the shrub, um, and then the next morning I'd go out and pick a few more and pick a few more every morning. Your and birds sleep late. They must. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I but, had netted mine one year and. Watched as the chipmunks went under the net, went up, yes. put their mouth oh, on the, the berry and swing and yank it off. I love it when we have a, a chipmunk, Chip and Dale are on the on the are on the bird feeder, and I open the door and they just fly to a tree or something or just jump into a bush. I mean, they got it all down pat. Yeah, I must have sleepy sleepy birds. Yeah, you must have. Jennifer is in Raleigh. Jennifer, good morning. You're on WPTF. Hey, yeah, thank you for taking my call. I just had a couple quick questions. Um, one, about the um, the Creek Week, and I, I got on y'all's show today a little bit late, so I missed part of it, but about Creek Week and the Plant Fest, where um, where is that? Okay, Creek Week, um, it's, it's starting in Gold Park uh, tomorrow afternoon. It's the 12th through the 19th. Now, the Orange County... Um, uh, has a website. I don't know exactly where it is, um, but uh, I don't know a lot of details. I just have been asked to help participate or participate in it, and I said sure. So um, if you go out to Gold Park, they should uh, tomorrow afternoon um, from one thirty to four thirty. I think um, you mm-hmm. can. They, they've got some details and paperwork out there um, um, to, to tell you about the different activities that are going out throughout the week. Uh, I know the 19th or on Friday, there's a, a, 
a pickup. Uh, Soul and Water is, is doing a, a clean a cleanup restoration of some of the, the streams around. Um, so if you want to call the Orange County Soul and Water. And then the uh, Plant Fest is going to be held at our new facility uh, out in the parking lot uh, at uh, 1020 uh, Highway 70 West, uh, north, uh, it, which is just north of of Hillsboro, um, across from the Department of Motor Vehicles, uh, the Driver's License Bureau in, in Hillsboro. And that's on uh-huh. the 8th of October. Uh-huh. Yeah, the one that's okay. coming up in Durham County, that one's on the 9th of April. And that one is at the Cooperative Extension Office in downtown Durham. That's at 721 Foster Street in Durham. Okay. And that's from and then 10 to 2. The soil help. Is that with you guys in Durham County Cooperative Extension? Yes, that's on our website under events, um, and that's where you would register for that. So if you go all of the, um, on the left-hand side on the bar, there's a, on all of our pages and all of our county website, extension sites look the same. On the Durham County, it's on the left-hand side. There's a click on events, and then you'll see all the events available, and all of those events are actually linked um, to where you would register. Okay, and you allow Wake County people to cross over? I have people joining there from Australia, from Pakistan, from Hawaii. Oh, wow. Uh, even one person who oh, was wow. joining me from France and was hoping that I would record it because they were actually saying they would be asleep at that mm. point so they Good would gracious. catch it later. So uh, this appeals nice. to lots of people. Yeah. Well, and that's because For it's sure. online. Fantastic exactly. Stuff. Yeah. 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 And then I had a... Um, um, on, on that note, we just started a little worm farm um, to try to improve our soil health, and we're, we're buying a farm up in Franklin County, so we want to um, get that land healthy. It's been farmed forever, and so do you have any, um, for a new worm farmer, <laughs> do you have any recommendations or cautions or advice? Well, the the great thing is, is that our next uh, session of soil health, we're going to have Rhonda Sherman from um, North Carolina State University. She's kind of our composting vermiculture guru, and she will be the guest speaker with that series. So that is actually March 22nd. That's awesome. So you can register for that. It's from 6 to 7 at night. Um, and so she'll be waxing poetic about vermicomposting, how to create it, and then how to use that in landscape. Yeah. That, those yeah. teas and stuff to help inoculate different areas uh, yeah. uh, really do help out uh, the soil um, texture and those microbes mm-hmm. in the soil. Well, now, boy, this is a good one. When I was a boy growing up, if we wanted fishing worms, we'd take a take buttermilk, pour it on the ground, cover it with a bucket, wait a, wait a little while, then you'd be full full of fishing worms. <laughs> buttermilk, wow. interesting. Yeah. Buttermilk. Uh, you, you're looking strange at me. That's Jan- interesting. Janelle. See, we would always go out at night, and you have a flashlight, and you get crawlers. The night crawlers, and you have to get be quick because those little guys oh, yeah, are yeah. right yeah. down in there. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but if you want to create some quick, some quick fishing worms, take about a half a gallon of, of buttermilk, pour it on the little round circular place, and then cover it with a bucket of some kind. Hmm. How about that? I will. Tr- I will try it. And can I ask one more question? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> this is unrelated. So I have a big gardenia bush. I planted it in honor and memorial of my father when he passed. And um, it's it's really big and bushy, and it, it took about three or four years to flower, and it does bloom now. But um, do I? Ne- I've never trimmed it. I've never done anything to it. 
Um, do you have any recommendations for gardenia help? If you uh, like it, leave it alone. Yeah, okay. you don't. Ha- you don't really have to have to prune it if it if it looks okay. okay and uh, you need any dead material you would put away. When does it bloom? When does yours bloom? Oh heavens! Does I it bloom in late? You know, like in May or June. That sounds right. Yeah, you you I'm, can I'm prune sure. if you want to prune a little bit. You can prune it. I, I, I'd wait until after it after it um, blooms and. You know, don't wait too late to do it. Some of them are, are depending on the variety. I mean, a lot of them are now are cold or not as cold sensitive. And then fertilizing it with something for acid-loving plants. Yeah, will help it along after it blooms. Uh, the uh, springtime is yeah. is fine. You now know, we get starting to get into April and as it starts leafing out. I mean, well, it, it's uh, evergreen, but I mean, as it starts getting new leaves. Okay. Okay, thanks so much. You yes, ma'am. Well, I appreciate it. Jennifer, thank you for calling. Thanks. Bye. Deborah just sent me a, a photo of, uh, not, it was actually a little, little um, video of birds coming. We were talking about wild birds and the, the wild birds unlimited contest. You can go to the contest tab and win some seed and, and a feeder, uh, but she had blue jays coming. I'm, when the blue jay comes to your Feeders, they mean business. Leave. (laughs) They they don't want anybody else around. That's right. They're the big brawny guys. I have woodpeckers, and I swear they're in cahoots with the squirrel because they take half the seeds and dump it on the ground and then decide the juiciest one. And I I know that there's some kind of a relationship that (laughs) someone's paying somebody off. Yeah, the Carolina wrens do that, too. They'll get in there as tiny as they are. They'll get in there, and they're just trying to find the right one. (laughs) Kind of like so, a nesting box. Yeah. I'll tell you, I've had, had some issues with uh, the yellow-bellied sapsucker. Oh, my gosh. They've been tearing up my uh, leatherleaf mahonia. Um, really? Uh, I'm sorry, leatherleaf viburnum. They've oh, just okay. – the, the tops. They've just uh, – I, I was uh, collecting leaves, and I would drive around there to dump my leaves, and then all of a sudden I'd see this guy up in, up in the tree, and he just tearing it up. <laughs> well, I wish we could have gotten the whip because he – he told me last week about the swarm of birds that come through every year, and little little cherries. I think it's such a cherry tree. Remember, he called us. Yeah. And he he again said the the whole swarm comes, devastates it, and moves on. Cedar waxwing, perhaps. Yeah. Sounds that way. Probably. Yeah, probably so. Love well, I, I I think I left the whip on too long. I tend to do that. I shouldn't do that. It's not very good manners to leave people waiting <laughs> like that. But my mind kind of moves around, and I forget well, what I'm before doing. Before you go any further, remember this. Success doesn't come from what you do occasionally. It comes from what you do consistently. Yeah, that's the truth. Well, I mess up consistently. Just <laughs> you just, do ask, well. just ask Mr. Curtis on the third floor. No. <laughs> I do okay, but yeah, yeah, that's that's so true. So, uh, wire corals. Uh, what what is the distribution area for you for you folks? Um, we do um, North Carolina, obviously, um, the southern part of Virginia, and um, pretty much of South Carolina. Not quite all of it, but but most of it. So, and you, you of course, uh, the the uh, seed, uh, the grass seed, um, you have great involvement in. What else? Uh, a lot of vegetable seeds. A lot of, a lot of vegetables. Um, yeah, they've they've been buying from the same 
sources for many, many years. Um, so that's where a lot of our quality comes from is dealing with quality sources. And um, so, yeah, we. Uh, yeah, we I know have, the, the Espoma folks have, have uh, advertised with us on and off for, for years. And I think they, you all still distribute Espoma products. Do. Yes, sir. We do. Uh, we do um, a lot of Espoma products. You know, those people looking for organic solutions yeah. to um to fertilize and um mainly mainly the fertilizers but um they have soil now um we do daddy pete soil um black cow um daddy pete's is a sponsor they they're in part of our magazine yep they're uh they're very good north north carolina <laughs> yeah company western north carolina uh, yes sir yes sir very all right and black cow yeah black cow i must Gordon, you mentioned earlier um another oh. north carolina companies good gracious um yeah we try to try to help the local folks y'all have really can. great ties to uh we to are, the community and to uh you know the tri-state we are area. very very fortunate for many many years so yeah. we're, we're very blessed no doubt all right uh do we need to take a break jason yeah okay we'll take a break and be back uh, with just a limited time but uh it's ten you're listening to the weekend gardener You're listening to one of the longest-running radio shows in the country, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, we're back briefly. You know, uh, your car is so important uh, to you. Uh, costs a lot of money to, to maintain, so and even more money to get something fixed. So, you know, as the seasons change, think about the health and safety of your car. King's Auto Service uh, believes a... Being proactive with the maintenance of your car on the effects of the colder weather or the warmer weather coming up really affects that automobile or truck. It's now time to get belts, hoses, fluid levels checked along with, you know, the antifreeze protection is good for tonight. uh, And, and of course, it helps protect against the heat, too. Tread depth on your tires for maximum handling and control of your vehicle. So important. you got to stop, right, for winter weather spring weather summer it all needs to be checked king's auto service can help you with all this preparation if you have a sort a uh, hybrid vehicle like a toyota prius or something they have certified hybrid technicians at king's that are ready to diagnose and give you available options for a high voltage battery pack of replacement uh, they have to be replaced you know 150 200,000 miles sometimes takes longer than that so call king's on monday schedule a courtesy battery analysis King's Auto Service and King's Correct Lube. Yeah, you can get your oil changed, too. Easy to find at 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh and at kingautomotive.net. King's Automotive Service, Raleigh's most reliable auto care since 1946. uh, uh, Janelle was talking about squirrels being in cahoots. They can work alone or in pairs or whatever, but they they always seem to get what they want. Uh, Squirrels can be a big nuisance. Uh, They eat flower buds. They dig up plants. They chew on decks, outdoor furniture. They can really be annoying. But uh, you can stop squirrel damage with a I Must Garden Squirrel Repellent. I Must Garden Squirrel Repellent is a safe and effective way to keep squirrels from digging and chewing. It has botanical oils and natural ingredients that squirrels don't like. It's available in liquid and granular. And I Must Garden Squirrel Repellent is effective and easy to use, and it works without the use of harmful toxins or chemicals. You spray I Must Garden Squirrel Repellent 
directly on the buds and flowers or sprinkle the Imos Garden granular repellent directly in the soil of your flower pots to prevent digging. And if you want to prevent squirrels from chewing on trees, spray your trees as soon as they start leafing out. Imos Garden repellents are sold all over the Triangle. So look for Imos Garden squirrel repellent at your favorite garden center or hardware store such as Campbell Road Nursery and Garden Supply and Carry. And while you're there, be sure to check out the other Imos Garden natural repellents for deer, rabbits, moles, voles, snakes, dogs, cats, and more. Protect your garden today with safe and humane repellents from I Must Garden. Reminder, I hate to even mention it, you've got to move your clocks forward before you go to bed tonight. Gosh, I hate that. They need to standardize it. So I see you're a lobbyist, Rufus. See if you can handle handle that for us. Uh, Thank you all so much, uh, Brother Rufus. Mart, I want you back as soon as you can get here. Janelle, you're always welcome. We want to get you back and uh, the horticulture specialists over there, too. And uh, Gerald, thank you, buddy. You come back anytime you want to. And thank give you. our best to all the girls there in, in uh, at Wyatt Quarles and, and Mr. Wyatt, too. Thank you for having us. All right. I'll be gone for a couple of weeks. Tom Campbell will be here next week. And then uh, Jimmy Lloyd. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Well, we won't see you next week. What am I saying? <laughs>